Welcome to the Discover You Podcast with your host, James Hooper, spiritual and personal discovery author, speaker, teacher, and coach. James helps you find who you were created to be and guides you to the most fulfilling life you can experience. On this podcast, we'll guide you through discovering what energizes and motivates you, why you think the way you think, act the way you act, and react the way you react. We'll learn together how to grow through spiritual truths to become the best version of yourself possible. If you haven't yet, please subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Also, you can go to your favorite podcast platform and leave a review and rating. This will help others find us so they can begin their own growth journey. The episode you're about to hear is previously been released. I wanted to replay these episodes to kind of give us a refresher on the motivational gifts, the whole reason I started this podcast. Now, you'll hear in some of the episodes that I'm working on a book that I plan on releasing soon. Well, of course, I've already released that book, so you can go to discoveryou-book.com, discoveryou-book.com, and you can download the first chapter of the book. You can actually click a link. It'll take you to Amazon. You can order the book. Also, there is a link that you can click to download the 70-question assessment so you can see where each motivational gift lies inside of you. Now, I hope you enjoy these repeat episodes, and I plan on coming out with some new ones coming in a few weeks. Well, last week, we started talking about motivational gifts, which is, like I say, the basis of why I started this podcast, because I started, I created a series or a lesson or a teaching called Discover You, and it's about finding your motivational gift, discovering yourself and discovering what your giftings are and your callings and that sort of thing. And so we kind of delved into it last week and talked about it as way of introduction. And this week I want to start with the first one in the list, and it is perceiving, perceiving. Now, again, in the Bible, it's it's called prophecy, but we're going to give it a, a name that's a little more understandable because this gives it a little more you know ease of understanding and to perceive by definition to perceive means to become aware of uh, or to know of or identify by means of the senses uh, second definition is to recognize or discern to envision or to understand so perceiving is is all about being able to under to know something, and it's not necessarily something that you gather by your senses. It's not something that you gather by sight, sound, taste, hearing, that sort of thing. But it is uh, just kind of a knowing that you have. Some people just have that. Some people just, uh, when they go into a situation, they meet people. They just know something about. They know something about a person. They can sense something about them, and that's what this perceiving is about. Now, see, there are two categories for the motivational giftings, two categories. And there are the speaking category, which the perceiving gift falls into, and there's the doing category. If we go back to the introduction and we talk, we looked at the gifts, and this, these are how they're broken down. The three, there are four gifts listed in the speaking category, and the speaking category includes the perceiving teaching, encouraging, and leading. And then the doing category includes serving, giving, and mercy. 
So that's how they did it. Doing is the serving, giving, and mercy. And speaking category includes perceiving, teaching, encouraging, and leading. So those are how those are broke down. Again, we're not trying to pigeonhole anyone, say, oh, this is it. This is how you're made. This is how you're supposed to be, act, that sort of thing. But it's just a way of getting some clarification as to how you're built and how you're designed by God. Again, I believe that we are designed by God. And so this is how I'm proceeding. So we understand that these gifts are given to us uh, by God at inception. I believe they're given to us in inception. Now, the scripture talks about three different types of giftings, gift sets. And two of them are given by the Holy Spirit at conversion. At the time that you are born again, you receive two of them. One is the manifestational gifts, and then one is the ministry gifts. But this being the third category is motivational gifts. These are actually built into your DNA. These are actually something that you're born with at inception. So we're talking about perceiving. Now, perceivers have a keen sense of right and wrong. They're very black and white, very there's no middle ground. There's no gray area. Again, this is just a, a blanket statement. A lot of times, a lot of statements I'll make about the different categories, the different giftings are going to be generic statements, general statements. May not specifically apply to you if you have this gifting, but this is just in general, this is how they are. Uh, I, like I say, my number two is perceiving. My number two gift is perceiving. And for years, that's how I was. I was it, Everything was black and white. There was no middle ground, no gray area, and that sort of stuff. I've kind of mellowed since I've gotten older. It kind of happens when you get older and you've been through some things. Some things you think were right and some things you think were wrong, they're subjective at some point. I know I do believe in absolute truth. Don't get me wrong. Don't misquote me there. Don't turn me off right now. I do believe in absolute truth, absolute right and wrong, but there are some things that just don't fit those categories. But anyway, that being said, the perceivers are that way. Uh, it's because of this sense of right and wrong that perceivers hold very high standards. They tend to be perfectionists because of our high standards. We tend to be perfectionists because of our high standards, and we often become our own worst critics. And I say often, I mean almost always. We're our own worst critics. Um, in some cases, perceivers don't realize their gift and they can become very critical of other people or situations, which that could emerge as a pessimistic attitude. Case in point, I, I have this tendency to be very critical. I know those of you that know me find that hard to believe. I joke, I jest. But because I see things so black and white, I... I have a hard time not judging people and judging things by my standards. Uh, again, that's part of what I've done as maturing and learning to be more like Jesus was to actually be compassionate for people where I used to be, you know, just get over it. You know, this is, a, you've got a problem, you know, build a bridge and get over it. Just go. Um, but so if someone doesn't realize they have this gift, they could, you know, be very critical and that sort of stuff. It's a form. This 
Perceiving is actually a form of discernment. Um, I don't know if you if that's a clear term, but discernment means that you just you just you just understand something about someone, or you just know something about someone, and it's not because anybody told you. But in the scripture, it's called discernment. Now, a lot of church people have used it and that spirit of discernment, that gift of discernment, and it's a gift of suspicion. They're being suspicious of people, but discernment's different. It's discernment is knowing, kind of knowing if they have, a, there's a good spirit about them, or there's a bad spirit, and that sort of thing. The primary function of this gift is to reveal information that the perceiver has discerned in a way that will help others uh, work in perception to the extent of their perceptibility and not overextend their giftedness is one of the things they have to be aware of. When we perceive things, it's not just for our knowledge as perceivers. We don't just understand it because so we know things about it. You know, I have a dirty little secret about somebody and that sort of thing. It's it's for the benefit. And I use this in the context of corporate, that a corporation can use people with uh, the perceiving gift because they're going to know, they're just going to have a sense, a feeling about a situation, a direction that they're headed, the company's headed and that sort of thing. So it's good to have them in there. The problem being is you've got, as a perceiver, you've got to be able to give that information in a, an acceptable manner. People with the gift of perceiving will have the ability to interpret things from the past and present, plus sense what will happen in the future, what the future course, what will happen if things don't change or if you do change, they'll, they can see what, what's happening. They can envision what needs to be done. I've, I've been called on to do this quite a bit in the corporate world when I was in the corporate world. They would ask me, what do you think we need to do about this? Or what direction do you think we need to go? I wasn't in leadership, but because of the being perceptive and being having this gift, I would, I would just know um, that sort of thing. So the information that the perceiver receives is not always positive and well-received. Uh, and as a result, perceivers sometimes appear to be direct or blunt or inconsiderate of considerate of feelings of others, particularly when sharing this information with people possessing different motivational gifts. Say the person with the gift of mercy, their approach to information received is going to be different. They're going to, they're going to sense that you are being uh, unkind and uncaring when you're just, you're just translating information. The perceiver just wants to get the information out. They're not worried about candy coating it and that thing, things like that. That's not good. That's why we're learning about this. As you mature, as you learn, learn about the gift, you have to learn to wrap the information and kind of candy coat it somewhat, kind of make it eat more palatable for people to take because people will, will hear what you're saying. And to you, it's just information. You're just sharing information. But to them, you're being belligerent. You're being... Uh, blunt, you're being short with them, curt or whatever. And so we've got to kind of watch that. Um, this is typically the case, you know, of being misunderstood because our real intention is to help people. Uh, in contrast, um, at times the primary function of the gift is not to reveal the information 
that we discern. In these cases, uh, God has allowed the perceiver to discern such things so that they can pray about them. Uh, often when people don't understand the purpose of this gift, they can feel or become judgmental instead of prayerful. So make no mistake about it, this information is purposefully shown to the person with perceiving for a reason. Now, another behavioral tendency intrinsic to perceivers is their intense disdain for injustice. This gift provides strong motivation to stand up for what is right. The perceivers apply their values and convictions to everyday life, and often perceivers are passionate about a principle or cause and have the right message, but present it as a zealot or uh, someone that's just over the top, and they'll repel, repel the audience that they need to attract. So how a, a perceiver presents the message will be a, in large measure, a large measure of their success. So depending on the other dominant gifts working in a perceiver's life, it's, it's common that a perceiver would have a small number of close friends. They tend to be private individuals due to their introspective nature and their high standards. Uh, a large circle of friends may require tolerance of behaviors they find unacceptable. So the friendships they do have go very deep, and perceivers are loyal friends and partners. So they have a small group. Now, I like to take uh, each one of these gifts, each one of these motivational gifts, and compare them to a part of the body to kind of give you a, something to compare it to, uh, a visual. So the people with the gift of perceiving are the eyes of the body. They are the seers, the ones that see. Uh, they have insight and intuition, and intuition, pardon me, about people and situations. They have a sixth sense uh, that uh, some people don't have. They're motivated to, re they're also motivated to reveal immoral motives attitudes and or actions. Now they tend to say what they think, which is kind of good and kind of bad. Now see, my wife never has to worry about um, what I'm thinking because she will ask me my opinion about something. And as a rule, I will, I will not hold it back. I've learned to be kind about it. When we first got married, I was hurting her feelings all the time. Uh, I was constantly hurting her feelings. And so I've had to learn to how to present the information she wants. I wanted to break away from the podcast for just a minute to thank the sponsor of this episode. Now, if you've ever wanted to start a podcast or if you've already started one but find it hard to do, why don't you try Anchor.fm? That's what I'm using for this podcast. Anchor.fm is the easiest, most flexible way to publish a podcast on the market. You can record, edit, add music, or anything else directly from your phone. That's what I'm doing for this ad. I'm recording it from my phone. You can record it from a tablet or your desktop. Best of all, it's free. Totally free. So, if you ever wanted to start a podcast and all the distributions handled by Anchor, everything's handled by Anchor, just try anchor.fm and you'll become a raving fan like I am. And I want to thank them for sponsoring this episode. Now, back into the episode. 
way that she'll accept. See, that's that's a strategy that we, those with the gift of perceiving, have to come up with. People want the information that we have. They want the insight that we have, but we have to present it. They don't want it in the way that we will present it. They want it in a way that's palatable for them and how they can take it and how they can receive it. And so we have to to kind of give the, give it to them in a, a, a manner that to us, now this is just to us, our perception is that we, we are going to be overly, overly kind. And over, when, when we think we're overly kind, we're actually just being kind. So it's not, you know, it's just because of our nature, because of the perceiver's nature, and that they want to make sure that every wrong is righted, make sure every injustice is taken care of. We always, we pull for the underdog. I find myself in almost every situation in sporting events and those sort of, that sort of thing. When it's not a team that I support, when it's not my team, I am a Cowboys fan, have been all my life. So, you know, we just have to deal with it that way. And I'm a Texas Rangers fan and I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan because I'm born and raised in Dallas and those are my teams. However, usually we get to the playoffs and my teams aren't in them. So I have to pick a team because I love sports. I love to watch sports. The team I typically pull for is the one that is the underdog, the one that hasn't won the championship, that hasn't had the success that the other team, especially if it's if it's the New England Patriots, I usually pull for the other team because New England dominates so many times and they so much they dominate that I, I want to pull for somebody else. When Houston uh, Astros were in the World Series, I was pulling for Houston, though they are a rival team to me when it comes to playing the Texas Rangers, I will always pull for the Rangers. However, they had never won, and no team from Texas had ever won the World Series. And so they were they were they were the underdogs and they were representing my state. And so I was pulling for them. That all that being said, we are always trying to make sure all the wrongs are made right. And that people that are being mistreated people that are being misjudged, which is kind of an odd thing because we have a tendency to judge ourselves, but we don't like people judging people. I just had kind of that epiphany. And I have to guard against judging people. I'm, again, because as I've been through a lot of things and I've spent a lot of time in ministry, I've learned to realize there are always... Uh, Two, at least two sides to a story. So whenever I'm asked to counsel and stuff like that, you know, if the other person, the other party is not involved in the counseling, I will not take a side. I will talk to the individual that wants counseling stuff, but I will not take a side because I understand that there's more than one truth in this thing. Because the person that, that is coming for the counseling that has been, quote, fingers wrong, wronged, they will come to me and they can, you know, tell a pretty good story and they can tell me how they were done wrong and how these things happened. But what I have to understand is there's someone else's perspective involved. 
Now, if when I hear that other perspective, then I can can decide between, but it's usually never one thing. It's usually never one person's fault. Now, it may be mostly a one person's fault, but it's never just one person's fault. So I've, I've learned to be balanced in my judgments and balanced in my counseling, balanced, and I try not to do counseling much at all because of that, because of my nature. But I've learned to do that. I've learned to, when people are in certain situations, my tendency is to to make rash decisions and make generic statements. And that's that's so wrong uh, because I can take some of my what I've learned over the years and say, listen, there there are always typically always extenuating circumstances. And so I don't try to do that. I don't try to, you know, make those judgments. See, the person with the perceiving gift, they have the ability to see right into the heart of an issue. They're, and they're motivated to reveal what is true, what that is. And so typically they're motivated to, to reveal the other person's motives. And so it's just one of those things to where we will cut to the chase. There's my communication style. In fact, it takes uh, effort on my part to actually talk as long as I do on these podcasts, except for the fact that teaching is actually my number one. So it takes precedent over, in this situation, takes precedent over my perceiving gift because of the fact that I've got the teaching gift inside of me. And so that helps me to, to be able to provide enough information. But my communication style traditionally and typically is very short, very concise. When I got into the commercial, the uh, corporate world, I had a boss that taught me to how to write emails because I would give one word answers to emails. I still do with texts. Um, I just don't, I'm not very wordy when it comes to texts and stuff like that. So I'll say, okay, or thanks, or, you know, interesting or something, thumbs up. But in my emails, I was they, he taught me to ex, expand my response and expand my communication. So I have to consciously sit there and think about, okay, I'm trying to get information to someone and I just want to say it. But however, I've got to package it in a way that they can understand it. So I had to learn to do that. Now, one of the downfalls of those with the gift of perceiving is it's hard to keep silent. It's hard to keep silent when they feel the truth is being twisted or hidden or they have been offended. This is where we need to learn. This is why I do the teaching on this because we've got to learn, those of us that have the gift of perceiving, we've got to learn to keep our big mouth shut sometimes. We aren't to always say what we know and what we think. That's so hard for some people. Some people say you're not being true to yourself. No. Jesus said to speak the truth in love. And sometimes the most loving thing to do is not say anything. You know the old adage, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. It applies in this case. Sometimes, not always. Now, I'll, I'll pretty much tell the truth. I try to be kind about it. I try to, to not be very as direct about it. But I try to always speak the truth. 
And you, you will never, you will never have to worry about what I think about a situation because I will, I'll never hide what I think. I'll never really hide it. I'll be kind about it. I won't, I may not say anything about it if I feel like it's going to hurt your feelings. I may not say, but it's going to, it comes out my on my face. I mean, I can't hide my feelings on my face. I try so hard to keep a poker face and I cannot do it for some reason. I don't understand why I can't, but it's just frustrating because people will know what I'm thinking. No matter what my mouth says, my eyes and my face always say something different. And so that's part of being one with the perceiving gift. And they usually lacked tact most of the time. And this, these are the bad things. These are the drawbacks of the gift. They need to, to learn to speak the truth in love. They need to know when to speak. Most of the time, the information that you have perceived, the, the knowledge you've gained through the perception and the discernment will need to come out, but you need to learn there's a time for everything. So we need to do that. And then they also need to understand the proper channels of who to speak to, who to tell this information. You can't just go, when you know something, when you get information as a perceiver, you can't just tell everyone because A, it turns into gossip then. And that's, we're not trying to gossip. We're just trying to share information. So we need to understand who is the person we need to talk to. In the corporate world, in the corporate environment, in the business world, it's usually going to be their this person's superior, not co-workers, not their peers. We don't share that information with their peers or our peers. We go to their direct superior. Depending on the information, go to the direct superior. Unless it's in relation to the direct their direct report, their direct superior, so then we have to go above them. We have to understand where we need to go with this information. So we don't, A, create a conflict, and B, so we have more, it's more effective. Because if we just share it with our peers or with their peers, there's nobody, they're not responsible for that person, so they can't bring about a change. And if it is involving the person and their direct superior, their direct supervisor, if it's something between them, then neither one of them are going to change it. Because they would have already resolved conflict themselves, or whatever it is. So you have to go above their head so that someone that has authority to do something about it. That's that's a good rule of thumb. Whoever has the authority to make a change, to affect a change in whatever you've perceived, that's who you go to. You don't share it with everyone. Those of you that, that know Bible stories and know about Joseph and how he had a dream, he had two dreams, and he just felt like he had to tell everybody his dream. And, it got him in a lot of trouble. God was with him. God rescued him. God's purpose was still fulfilled, but it got him in a lot of trouble. You're going to have people that are not going to like you because you know things about them. And you're going to alienate people sometimes because you, you know things about them that that they don't want you to know. I have the, the problem of people that know me in uh, the church circles as a, someone that operates in the gift of the prophetic. A lot of times people will avoid me because they think I'm, I can see right through them, that I've got x-ray vision, and I can see what they're thinking. It's not that way. It's at a certain time when they've you know, come, come forward or they've come to me, and I, I ask them if they you know, mind me telling them something, 
God will give me something then, but it's usually never, usually never uh, bad. It's not really confrontational as a rule. So anyway, that's the gift of perceiving. And I feel like that this gift, it's one of the most visible gifts. And so a lot of times people will want to have this gift because of it's so visible. But there's a lot of responsibility that comes with this gift. Yeah, it's cool sometimes to be able to, to know things, and it's, but it's also a burden to carry sometimes. When you, when you know things and you have opinions about everything, and you know things that other people don't know, it's a burden sometimes. And so I want those of you that, that have that gift, again, we're going to make the, make the assessment available to you so you can take the assessment and learn what your strengths are. But it's a burden, and so sometimes you just got to take it and carry it. And sometimes you've got somebody that you can talk to and finding your tribe and that sort of thing. So that's the gift of perceiving, the perceiver. So next week we'll continue, and so the next few weeks we'll keep going. I hope this is something that really has opened your eyes and, and helped you to understand things about yourself. Again, you know, take the assessment. Um, I'm still in the in the you know, mode of just recording podcasts, so I haven't figured out how to place a link for the assessment somewhere. Um, I may I may post a link on my Facebook page or something like that. Uh, if you do, you know, be sure and friend me on Facebook. It's just James Hooper on Facebook. Instagram, it's James R. Hooper. So I use Instagram and Facebook mostly. Uh, Twitter, it's James Hooper one, the, the numeral one, James Hooper, the numeral one. So you know, connect with me that way, so that if I do, um, you know, come up with that, or you can go. I've got a page that's uh, for my business, the nonprofit business. It's called Horizo. It's like the word horizon without the n. International Horizo International. So if you go to my page, there's a link. On my page to the to that and it's uh, the word to read so it just means something that's planned beforehand it's a Greek word so and I may post it on there so the, I'll, I'll be putting a link some point to a PDF that you can take the assessment anyway I'm glad to that I have this time with you guys I'm glad you've listened please share through your social media share this if it's meaning anything to you if it's touching your life you think it'll touch someone else please share it through your social media go to the share button Go through to your podcast app and rate and review so that others, it'll go up higher in the rankings so the others that are searching will find it. And I appreciate you guys for spending time with us. And I'll talk to you again next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Discover You podcast with your host, James Hooper. This podcast exists to help you grow both spiritually and personally. If you enjoyed it and think others could benefit from the content provided, please go to your favorite podcast platform and leave a review and rating. This will help others find us more easily. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thank you for joining us for the Discover You podcast.